Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. And all you boys in Oklahoma know we win. Win, 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 win. Forget everything else. Win, 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 win. I know you're pissed. Cause we win, 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 win. So come back next year and you can try it again. Little boy. Here come the drums. Alright, I'm gonna do something I said I don't do on this show. This is something I don't do. I haven't done during the season. I've spoken out against it a couple times. I refuse to do it when TCU hung with Ohio State. Refuse to do it with a- when AM hung with Clemson. I'm gonna give a moral victory to Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma did not belong on the same field as Texas yesterday. They got their ass kicked for three quarters. They did not belong out there, but despite that, they hung in there and they gave Texas what I like Texas to get, which is a teachable win. They th- That game shouldn't have been nearly as close as it was, but I got to applaud Oklahoma's effort. Good effort. Good job. Y'all did y'all did your thing, and I'm very happy for you. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that was enough for you because if you watch that football game, if you put someone in a living room that had never watched these two football teams play and there weren't any ranking by it, it was very obvious that Texas was too much for Oklahoma yesterday. Not saying that's going to be the case always, but yesterday, I don't give a damn about that mop-up duty they got. Texas was too much for Oklahoma yesterday. So, man, yeah, I, I was extremely jealous, man, that you got a chance to be at the game, man. But it was cool, you know, uh, Deontay and I, you know, we were at his house, man, and we were sitting down watching the game, man. And, you know, before I forget, man, let me mention uh, my boy Sam over at Big City Wings, man. He hooked us up yesterday. I'm talking about with a ton of wings, man a ton of wings bro and the wings were on point man the wings were very good so if you guys are ever in the city of houston or whatever man you know big city wings shout out to him man uh he has one on Paraland on broadway uh so if you're in that area man you listen to the podcast man go check my boy sam out man he hooked us up man with a different variety uh of different wings and waffle fries and all that stuff man so on top of you know having a great game man and watching the game man we were able to eat uh some pretty good food as well the, the atmosphere there I know had to be it was crazy, live. man. I'm it was just, live. I'm just looking at it on television, man. They're showing the 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 overview, man. Of course, I've been there and I've you know been to those games. Of course, Landry, you've been to those games. But those teams coming in yesterday, an undefeated Oklahoma team against a four and one uh, Texas team, man. And and I mean Texas just. I mean, bitch slapped Oklahoma, man, all over the Cotton Bowl yesterday, man. They did, and there was a lot of good stuff that you saw there. I'll say this right now. The quarterback, Sam Ellinger, we've had a lot of questions about him. We've even had Clarence E. Hill come on this show two weeks ago and say that maybe they need an upgraded quarterback. Again, I don't know if Sam Ellinger's the chosen one. I don't think he's Vince Young. Don't think he's Colt McCoy, but I will say this. Six games into his sophomore year, Sam Ellinger has a better grasp of the offense, and he looks more comfortable than either one of those two did at this point in their career because McCoy took a step back from his freshman to sophomore year, and Vince Young, he didn't really break out till the Michigan Rose Bowl game his sophomore year. Say what you want about Sam Ellinger. We still have a whole half of a season left to go, but... When he's getting to the line, there's 15 seconds left. He's checking out of plays. He's clearly seeing what's going on. He answers Oklahoma's early blow. He he leads the game-winning drive. He he ends up with nearly 400 yards of total offense, five total touchdowns. Sam Ellinger right now, you, we wondered about this quarterback even like a couple weeks ago, but right now Sam Ellinger is clearly the guy. He's making Tom Herman look smart, and he has to at the very least give you hope that this could be the guy that Texas has leading them for the next couple years plus. Oh, man, Sam, from last year to this year, is night and day locked. From four weeks ago to right now. We're right. Before the USC game. I mean, we we were coming. He had a good game against Tulsa, but nobody was ready for that. After that Maryland game, we were wondering, you know, is this did Tom Herman make a mistake? He hasn't thrown an interception since those two interceptions in the Maryland game. And he just looks comfortable. Maybe it's because Texas OU just means so much to him, and this might just be – he might just be Oklahoma's kryptonite. But between last year and this year, Sam Ellinger owns OU. He absolutely owns OU. And I said earlier last week, I said that I thought Texas had the quarterback advantage in this game. Not – 
for the whole season. I don't know about Kyler Murray. But for this game, in this situation, the, the stats are a little bit misleading because Kyler Murray, he, he padded his stats at the end of the game. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Sam Ellinger played a complete game. He didn't turn the ball over. Murray turned it over twice. Sam Ellinger got the best of Kyler Murray, and he looked great. Man, he, he absolutely looked um, amazing yesterday, man. I mean, Sam, and, and, and the way that he's, uh, again, just controlling this team, man, and, and you know, it, it almost makes you question, man, is, is, you know, right now he's the best player, you know, on the field, man. He's driving this Texas offense, man, and, and as well he should be, you know, being a quarterback at the University of Texas, understanding the uh, the, the, the dynamic of, of this game and how the importance of, of this game, man, uh, you know, going in there with your arch rival, and, you know, the atmosphere is crazy and everything like this. And if you dreamed of this as a kid, like, you know, they've always alluded to that this is something that he's been wanting to do since he, you know, was a kid. And now you're put in that situation, man. And for you to go out there and to have the poise and just to to show that Moxie, man, he ran when he needed to run, uh, you know, made plays when he needed to to, to make plays, man. I mean, it, it was just this kid, man, hey, I'm, I'm starting to be a believer, man. Really, I I am too, and and I don't want to I don't want to crown him just yet because we are only halfway through the season. But you've gotten through what we thought was the the toughest part of the schedule, and right now you look good. Couple other things from the game, uh, I thought that Todd Orlando did a good job, uh, especially the first three quarters. He did a good job doing something that we've been saying he should have done a long time ago, which was limit the uh, the the snaps of Breck and Hager. He wasn't on the field as much as he has been recently. I noticed that, and man. the defense right. the defense looked a lot better because of it. He looked a little bit fresher. Uh, he didn't lose contain as much. Didn't look as tired. He was real involved on the sidelines. Uh, props to Todd Orlando for that. He did a good job with Hager. There's somebody else, however, and look, we, we got to keep it real. We don't ignore in victory uh, what, what what we wouldn't ignore in defeat. In, absolutely. And, and I got to say this right now: if Texas hadn't hadn't had blown that lead like they almost did in the fourth quarter, you know who our you know who our whipping boy would be today? It would be PJ Locke. PJ Locke, Lock, yeah. Because PJ Locke, PJ Locke is is an absolute disaster in coverage. Yesterday, the 77 yard touchdown, the first one, he's fixing his chin strap. And he bites on a route by a guy covered by two guys and then lets the outside receiver get deep. P.J. Locke got burned there. Uh, There was also uh, another play, uh, the Kyler Murray thing, where Stearns, we've talked very good about him, Stearns went inside a little bit too and got burned. P.J. Locke, I don't know, he's still very, very valuable in run coverage and and he seems like a surefire tackler, but this might need to be a situation where Todd Orlando needs to find a way to have B.J. Foster and Stearns on the field a little bit more, especially in passing situations, and maybe even play P.J. like a linebacker or something like that. Like a like a, I know he's too little, but play him a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage if you're going to have DBs because he would be – I would be killing – P.J. Locke, if they had lost that game. Hey, man, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you like and this. And Charles like, Aminahu, too, on that long Murray run. Yeah. That run by Murray, that that one run was more yards than he had all season heading into this game. All season. He, he hadn't rushed for over 60 yards all season, and you let him break that out. That one was on Charles Aminahu, and that one was on Stearns. It was a brain fart. But I would almost rather have this than I would the the blowout. I would I would rather have this kind of win than the blowout. Oh, absolutely, no doubt, man. And you know, like we said before, man, we keep it real on this show, man. We're gonna, you know, let you guys know what it is, man. If these guys out there balling, we're gonna give them their props. But PJ Locke, man, I mean, I, I just to be honest, I was never a PJ Locke fan. I mean, as a as a you know, seems like a, a good kid, yeah, a seems good like kid, a very good but kid. I, but I, you know, I, I judge these kids, you know, strictly on their performance on the. Field. It's I not judge. about you know who they are off the field. You know, I'm sure these kids are, are, are great. You know, young men. I judge whatever. Texas safeties on a different scale. It's DBU. We can list all the great safeties that that, that have come out of Texas. PJ Locke doesn't fit that mold. Oh no, not he's a not nice at little all. player. He he can be out there a little bit, but PJ Locke, you put him in situations like that, he's going to break your heart more times than well, not. Well, I, I called PJ Locke out on the uh, podcast uh, last week. That was one of my keys uh, that we have when you were giving the uh, offensive keys, and I was giving the defensive keys to uh, Texas victory uh, this game. I said that P.J. Locke, you know, playing that uh, that nickel position or whatever would have to, you know, come up big because Oklahoma likes to exploit, uh, you know, seam routes and different things like that, man. Y- yeah, I mean, he-, he has to get his to 
together, man, because P.J. Locke right now, and, and I said this last last week and I'll say it again, you know, he's trash, man, right now. Charles Amenahue, he's trash right now, man. These guys are not getting, you know, a, a pass rush, man, uh, like they should. Um, there was no pressure on Murray no, yesterday. No pressure on him yesterday. Man, did you see how much time that he had back there yesterday, dude? I mean, this dude had time to, you know, uh, fix a sandwich, man. Had time to grab a drink and everything, man. I mean, like, this dude had major time back there yesterday, man. Yeah, and it was it could have been a disaster. I, again, I, that's the first time that Texas has beaten Oklahoma, and I've, and I've left the game and said – I don't really know how to feel about that. Like I, I don't know how, how to feel about that. And I really don't know how I would have felt if they would have lost. I don't know how disappointed I would have been because I felt somewhat content going into that game. But as we sit right now, you're looking at the University of Texas and you're 5-1 and one through six games. You finished the first half of the schedule, which looks like the, the most difficult part. And a lot of people are starting to throw this out there that, you know, does Texas, if they win all their games, do they actually have a chance of, I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I mean, I think, I think it is a discussion. Does Texas have a chance to get into the college football playoff if they win out? I think absolutely. And oh, I, I no also doubt. think, and no I think doubt. Oklahoma's in just as good a position because if you put a gun to my head and said these two teams are playing a gid in seven, eight weeks, whatever it's going to be, I give Oklahoma a very good chance because this is a talented football team and and I think I, I I don't I'm not sure yesterday Texas was better and I joked about it at the, at the beginning but I'm not sure that they're better than Oklahoma more times than not and I, I damn sure don't know if they can beat them twice but if they do win out they're going to be in the college football playoff discussion because only a couple things have to happen oh well it, it right now the way I'm looking at it lock man is really a, 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 a three-team uh you know, race, you know, uh, to be in the Big 12 championship. Somebody's going to be left out. You know, you have a West Virginia team that, uh, you know, Will Greer particularly didn't look all that great yesterday, but, I mean, those guys came through undefeated. with a win, and, and they're undefeated. You know, you had a Texas go into an undefeated Oklahoma uh, uh, team and, and, you know, handle their business, man. Texas is looking probably like the best uh, team in the Big 12 conference right now. So, uh, with those three teams, man, that's going to be the thing. And I'll be honest with you, I, I believe that Texas Texas will beat uh, uh, West Virginia. I honestly do, um, but the the uh, the the Texas and I'm sorry, the Oklahoma and the West Virginia game is going to be very very telling, man. Uh, Texas again have already beat Oklahoma, so I believe that Texas is going to get there. We're just going to see out of Oklahoma and West Virginia which one will uh, meet Texas in the Big Twelve Championship, man. And if, if and if it is Oklahoma, I totally agree. It's totally hard. Uh, to beat a team twice, especially you know when they're pissed at yes, I mean some of the 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 the, the Kyler camera... Murray acted like a complete uh, a complete baby yesterday, which yeah. I can understand because the young man didn't lose a high school game, right? And unless you count his games at A and M, which I don't, he really hasn't lost a football game in a long but, time. But he, but I, I, I mean, I can understand him being upset. You know, a game of this magnitude, and you're undefeated, and you know you let Texas come in, and you know again basically you around for three quarters, you, you know, but but. You know, Kyler Murray, man, I mean, the dude played a very nice game, man. Kind he made some, at the end, he made at some, the end, he saved face a little bit. He turned the ball over twice. Oklahoma has weapons, man. Uh, if you want to blame anything on Oklahoma, man, it's not so much the offense, man. Defensively, man, they were atrocious yesterday, man. I, this is not the, the Oklahoma defense that I thought that we would see, you know, coming into a game of this magnitude, quite frankly. Quite frankly, that's the best Texas has moved the ball all year. I mean, that's that's the best the offense has looked all season long. Maybe that's just about being ready to roll, but Texas Texas moved the ball yesterday be, uh, better than they have. And and as far as as far as the the what I think you can take from yesterday's win is number one, the guys aren't going to get too high because they almost choked the game away. It would be it'd probably be harder for a coach to keep his team's attention if they had one by three or four touchdowns. Right now, they. They tasted defeat uh, late after tasting victory, which will keep your attention. Also, your freshman kicker has now kicked a high-pressure field goal in as big of a situation as you could possibly have. So you have that going for you. You have you have Dicker's confidence. I, I think this. I think this went went perfectly and if you look at what Texas is looking at, if let, let's say they do win out, let's say that let's say that they win out. And heading into the Oklahoma game, let's pretend like they're playing Oklahoma in a rematch in the Big 12 championship. Both of those teams, Texas and Oklahoma, are in a situation where if Clemson loses a game, 
And if Notre Dame loses a game, then you're going to be in the college football playoff if you win out. And those are, those are two very realistic situations. And that's assuming that Georgia and Alabama, one of those two teams, has one loss. Because right, right now, I think in the driver's seat, I think in the driver's seat of the college football playoff, I think it would be one loss, Georgia or Alabama, whichever one that is. Um, Clemson right now, uh, who's unbeaten. Ohio State. Uh, who I would put ahead of Clemson if if they went out, and then you would have Notre Dame. So not really a lot has to happen, especially with six weeks remaining. If you win your games, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all. And again, Oklahoma, nobody else is beating Oklahoma. I don't think. I don't. I, I, we'll see how Murray reacts to the loss. Maybe it lights a fire under his butt. But I don't. I don't see anyone else beating OU. I don't. I don't see anyone else. Uh, you know, beating Oklahoma. Uh, either uh, again, man. You know, Oklahoma is a very talented uh, football team. That's without question. You know, uh, you're, you're number seven, or you were number seven. You know, uh, um, you know, in the rankings for a reason, man. You know, Lincoln Riley uh, is a, is a great coach, man. And again, you know, just that that system of, of those players, they've you know been dominant. I feel uh, like you've kissed Oklahoma's ass a little too much on this show, man. Well, no, no, no. no, I, you, no. You've, you've yeah, man, one, like one thing about me, man. Like, I'm gonna like, give props to no, where props is due, man. Look, like hey, I said that Texas went in there and Texas bitch slapped them like some, you know, yeah, freaking. Like nothing. You can't even, yeah, you can't but, even say it. This is like the, this is like a different day but, day. I don't know. I don't know if you got your tail between your legs because Tom Herman is making you look like a fool. But you're oh, acting wow. like a damn coach at the podium, hey, sitting there speak, acting like you have to kiss Oklahoma's speak, ass. Speak, speak, it's no, the no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm no just ass. I'm giving them props on. On Oklahoma, you've you done know, it as six a, times as a, as a university. Who okay, but I mean, Oklahoma. I mean, this this is the thing, man. They're a good football we, team. We, so we, what? We, they got okay, their ass can, kicked they, yesterday. They, they three did. They did get their ass kicked. I'm happy that they got their ass kicked. Going back to your point about Herman proving me wrong, about Herman proving me wrong, man. You know, and I said it. You ain't lock. doing this. You I ain't said, doing this. I, I you said, ain't doing I said this, it, Lock. Too late. I said that I that I would that I would do it, man. You ain't doing it. Again, I've always hold just, up, hold up. <laughs> Too late, bro. You ain't doing oh, it. Oh man, hey man, hey, I'm, I'm gonna do it, man. I'm All gonna right, go stand ahead. up. I'm gonna give right. Tom Herman and his staff. I'm gonna give everybody a a a apology, man, uh, to Tom Herman. I honestly, I wasn't a Tom Herman fan. I wasn't a Tom Herman believer, you know, based on what we had seen, based on his arrogance, you know, uh, last year and then even coming into, you know, the games this year or whatever. But these guys are playing for for him. He has turned this program around. This program is, is uh, trending upward, man. And I mean, hey, I don't mind. You want to tell us how good Oklahoma I, is too? I don't. I don't mind eating crow, you know, because they beat a very good Oklahoma what team. What kind of sauce? What kind of sauce? What kind of sauce? Barbecue sauce, man. Barbecue okay, sauce, okay. you know. But I don't mind eating crow, really, man. I, I'm. I'm really happy. I'm glad that I was proven wrong because, like I said before, Landry, regardless to who believed me or not, I wanted Texas to get back to being this type of team, a team that can go in and 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 really play and really dominate, man. We didn't see this early on with this Texas team, man, but these guys are buying in offensively, defensively. You've got your quarterback. He's making great decisions. I think that the uh, – that uh, uh, you know, Keontae Ingram yesterday, man. You know, I think that he rushed the ball well yesterday, man. The uh, O line, I feel, was giving Sam uh, some time back there. Uh, and I mean, man, hey, props to Tom Herman, man. Props, I'm, I'm, I'm so, on. So Day Day was wrong. Yeah, I, I, I was absolutely wrong, man, and I'm glad that I was wrong. I can be a man and I can admit, you know, when I'm wrong, man. So hey, I was wrong about it, man. Tom Herman is doing a phenomenal job with these kids. Uh, so far up to this point, man, I don't see it slipping off. I don't see it dropping off. I think that he'll continue to. Uh, these kids will continue to play for him. I think that he'll continue to get better and better. Uh, uh as a coach and. Hey, man, you know, props to Herman, man. Props to this Texas team and the university all together, man. I mean, everything is just clicking right now in Austin. Okay. You feel better? You want to tell us how good Oklahoma is again? Yeah, Oklahoma is a phenomenal team. team. They're they're really a phenomenal team, man. I've heard you say it. That's what I've heard. I've heard that a few times the last few seconds. Man, I got to tell you, though, before the game, I was jealous of Oklahoma, man. 
I was jealous. This is this is the most jealous I've been of Oklahoma fans before a game in my whole time going to Texas. Why is that? Tell, tell us why you were jealous. Because they get Bob. to rock that Jordan brand, man. Oh, man. They do they, get to rock. They, they hey, had that, Florida, they had that. Florida rocks the Jordan brand Dude, as well, it's man. so clean. They had the Jordan brand polos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, man, yeah. I've gone in there and seen. Pretty cool. I've seen Texas play like some, some better Oklahoma teams, but. Man, you get to rock that Jordan brand. It's it's pretty legit. It looks real sharp. But and and the fans the fans were taking full advantage of it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, moral victory again for Oklahoma. I'm I'm gonna give them that. I really am. The the atmosphere is great. I love Oklahoma Oklahoma fans. Like I I might give them a hard time, but I actually like Sooner fans. I think they're very very good. It's it's a diverse group of people. Uh, just pretty much every type of person, and I just I, I I enjoy them. I enjoy being around them at the game. It never gets too out of control. You have a few bad apples, just like you do Texas fans, but Oklahoma fans are are, are great. Okay, can't so say the so, same so, for TCU so, so, fans. So, can't say so, the same for so, TCU so, so, fans. So, so, TCU so, fans are so, awful. So 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 give me this. Give me this. Oklahoma fans or Aggies. I like Aggies too, but but the extreme the the problem with Aggie fans is that you know I have a lot of I have a lot of relatives that went to Texas A and M. The problem with Aggie fans is that their extreme worst is worse than any other extreme worst fan base extreme fan. Like you know Texas has extreme extreme like T shirt fans who don't know anything about the team who don't follow the team who are obnoxious talk trash right. talk smack right but they couldn't tell you who the quarterback was. Alabama has fans who will go poison trees and stuff and rednecks or whatever that will poison <laughs> Auburn. Auburn, their extreme is pretty bad, although I, I have enjoyed my times with their fan base. The problem with Texas A&M is that while they have really good fans and they have the most passionate fans and they have loyal fans, their extreme worst. And if, if you're an Aggie fan and you can't admit this, then that's that, that says more about you than, than me because it's it's very obvious, and most of them will even admit this. Their extreme worst is the worst. It's it's as bad as it gets. It's as bad as it gets. It's Whoa. it's you know the the media's bias against us. Uh, they're two percenters. They're naive. They're delusional. Which 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 naive and delusional are are traits of most you know extreme fans. But A and M is as far as extreme fans, it's the worst. Well, you know they're not going to get over the fact, man, that they've never had the pleasure of enjoying, you know, a natty. You know, Oklahoma has worn natties. Texas has worn natties. You know. A&M, regardless to how hot you guys were with the whole Johnny Menzel thing and so on and so forth, yeah, you got your $75 million coach, and yeah, you guys beat an undefeated, you know, Kentucky team yesterday or which whatever was, the case Which was a be. fake win. Yeah, right, you know, and, so and this I, is I the, wasn't just overly impressed, you know, with, with the win yesterday. Okay, you know, Aggies, you guys got it. But the fact of the matter is, the bottom line is, you bitches will always be Texas's little brothers so to speak man you know what i'm saying y'all will always be texas little brothers y'all will never you know uh, uh, uh amount to anything that texas has going on you know uh and and you know we've we've we, you guys are more of a rival to us than than texas is to you guys texas rival a true rivalry is the Oklahoma Sooners. You mean man. Texas is more of a rival to A and M? To A and M, no. Yeah. Texas is more of a rival to A and M. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you know, then Texas, you know, then A and M is to Texas, them, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Oklahoma is clearly Texas and Oklahoma, man. You know, and that's you know just what it is, man. That's so the rivalry. Like, the rivalry, yeah. the rivalry took place here, but right. This is this is the first time though. Just to give A and M props, this is the first time since they went to the SEC. Where I can say with certainty, and this is this is honestly the moment, the date. This is day one that I could say this since they went to the SEC. That I can say Texas is better than Texas A and M uh, since they went to the SEC, and that includes last year, that includes the year before, that includes even when Kevin Sumlin was on the cusp of getting fired. Right. I think Texas A and M was probably better, but I think at this point, I, I'm not going to say that Texas is back. There's no damn way I'm saying that. That's, hey, that's hey, hey, now, now that that but, was going to be something nah, that, that we were going to because that. because but they could beat A&M right now. They're better. A lot of a lot of fans are, are asking. That was the question that I was going to propose to you. You know, after not not just the win, no. but how Texas dominated no. that game. No. You know, uh, would you go as far as to saying no. that Texas is back, Hell man? No. Hell because no. you know, I'm getting people on Twitter, man, saying, no. you know, hey, I need you guys to admit it that Texas is back Ain't and so it. on and so forth. And not I said the same thing yesterday Ain't that happening. I'm not going to go as far as saying Texas. There's is nothing back, they could but, do this year. It, it, 
unless they won a national championship somehow to where I would say it. They could even go to the college football playoff and I wouldn't say that because I got to see I got to see it multiple years for me to say for me to say they're back. I'm not I'm not doing it. I, I refuse to do so, it. So you refuse to – you're not going to be a prisoner at the moment. No. I, I, that's not my style. And I can already see people on online saying, you know, it's it's pretty classless that you're that you're minimizing A&M's win over Kentucky. Not really because I'm not a hypocrite. Like, if they deserve props, I'm going to give it to them. I said the same thing about Texas when they beat TCU when TCU was ranked at home. I said oh, the yeah, same damn thing. So, you know, this, this fake Kentucky top 15 thing – Kentucky's going to end the season with uh, four losses, probably maybe five, uh, three, four, five in that range. If if they lose only three, it'll be shocking. But they're gonna they're gonna lose four or five uh, games. So I don't put stock in that. I actually think wins against ranked opponents is kind of overrated. I think I think you should look back and see if a team's ranked at the end of the season because Charlie Strong had some of those fake ass wins against ranked opponents too, where. You beat Baylor, who's top ten, and then they end up losing like their next six games. And everybody uh, says, "Well, Charlie beat a top ten Baylor team." No, he didn't. He just got a team that was overrated and got them at the right time. Well, we say the same thing about the Notre Dame game. You exactly. Know, into when the they season. won four yeah, games, they, right. they they ended up winning four games. They were top ten. Same exact thing. Same exact thing when Texas A and M Kenny Hill's first game, they beat number nine South Carolina, and South Carolina yeah. was a five win team that didn't make a ball. Wins against ranked teams are overrated. It should be whether or not that team's ranked right then. That's why I didn't put any stock in the TCU game. I didn't say too much about it. I did, I actually think USC is okay. Don't put too much in it. But beating Oklahoma, regardless of what they do from here on out, beating Oklahoma is is nothing to, to frown upon. It's nothing to frown upon. And it's even better when you can say that you were the better team. And that's that's just what we saw yesterday. Texas Texas was better than Oklahoma. And, and other stuff that happened that does help Texas, if we are just looking down the road uh, for the sake of discussion – LSU loses, Auburn loses. So your your path to potentially sneaking into this college football playoff. Can't believe I'm saying this, man. This is crazy. But your path is is trimmed a little bit. It's it's nuts, man. It, it really is. It really is insane that that's what we're saying. And I, at at the end of the day, if Texas does do what we hope they can do and they win their next seven games, yes, they're going to have that one loss. Uh, against them, and, and it's going to be a loss everybody's going to talk about with Maryland, but Ohio State got in in 2014 when they lost to Virginia Tech. Tom Herman was actually the OC there, and that was a bad loss. Um, only thir- uh, three of 16 teams to make the college football playoff have been unbeaten, so the odds are that that's not going to happen. Uh, three teams aren't going to go unbeaten, so we're talking about this, and it, it's crazy, and I guess the fact that you've already given them a win against West Virginia means that we can just look past Baylor now? Because I already know you look past uh, Kansas State. you just looking past Baylor now? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm, Our I'm Browns ain't walking the, through the, that the door. Way, the way that Texas is playing right now, man, I, I'm i going to go on record as, as saying this, man. I I, I think that, that Texas, you know, I, I, I believe that they, that they went out. I believe that they win. I'm going to okay, say that right now, first. man. Yeah, I, I believe that Texas wins out, man. If they, you realize if, that's an 11 and one season, dude. If, yes, if, if, heading but into if, OU, and even then, I don't. I wouldn't pick them. I don't think I would pick. I I talked my way into picking them to beat OU this week, just because Murray wasn't experienced and battle tested. He's going to be battle tested next time you face him. He's tasted an L. And he's gone through a whole season, so he's going to be a completely different quarterback. The kid you saw yesterday, who kind of. Gain some momentum in the fourth quarter. Right. He's not going to be the same kid. He's going to be better if if Oklahoma wins out, and I fully expect them to. I have the utmost respect for Oklahoma. Well, again, I, I believe that Oklahoma and Texas will be. Can, I mean, man, can you just imagine that, bro? Can you imagine? Imagine the rematch. And 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 I know that that game every year is for you know bragging rights. But now that we've had this is for uh, more uh, than bragging uh, rights. <laughs> excuse me. Now that we've have that we have a a Big Twelve uh, championship game, and for those guys to to meet up in a Big Twelve championship With game where everything is on the line. Implications. Right. There's absolutely. been national title imagine, implications man? in the past, especially during the BCS era. But there's still like six or seven games to go after they play. So the national title implications have a lot of gray area, and there's a lot of variables. If these two teams went out and they face each other again, both at eleven and one, I mean, you you can't ask for much more. And regardless of of what happens, I don't even know. I don't know if I can I can say that Texas is going to win out because I still expect some sort of letdown. But I'm looking. I, I will say this: I'm looking at the six remaining opponents. You got Baylor. 
got Oklahoma State who got their ass kicked by Iowa State yesterday, and you have two weeks to prepare for that. Going to Lubbock is never easy. Uh, then you got Kansas, and then you got a, a couple other games. They can they they. I'm going to go into all of those games, assuming that they're healthy, saying that they should win these games. Well, I'm, uh, that's what I'm going to say. Well, what the thing the thing about it is, and, and again, we we know that anything can happen. I'm just saying, based on what you know, the the Texas team that I've been seeing on the field for the last you know four or five weeks or whatever the case may be, you know, these guys are playing at a very, very high level. I think the energy is high. Again, you know, Tom Herman obviously has taken over the uh the 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 uh, the, the play call. Whoever's calling plays and, and whatever the formula is right now, it's perfect. It is. It is. It's not it's, only it's working, it's man. It's not only perfect that that wheel route to Watson, perfect. Yes. Uh these these the the QB runs are coming at the right time. You're running the ball as much as you can. Uh Humphrey and Johnson are getting open. Whoever whoever's calling the plays is is doing the right thing. And not only are they calling the right plays, the players are getting the plays with time left to where with 15 seconds left, they're already at the line of scrimmage and Sam Ellinger is able to see the, see defense. the defense and check in and, and check in defense, to plays check and different in. things There's like that. There's plenty of right. time. Their communication is perfect because you could call the right play, but if the quarterback's not seeing the defense before, if you get it in with like eight, seven seconds left and he doesn't see the defense, you're not able to make the plays that they've been making. It's It's the process right now. Is perfect, and just like I said, man, getting you know uh, L.J. Humphrey, man, and getting uh, uh, you know uh, uh, Colin, you know, involved in the game early, man, is is huge too, man. I mean, you know, you uh, said this before, man, and I really started to kind of pay more attention to it, man. Colin Johnson is fighting for yards, man. He did it again He's yesterday. He's fighting for yards, he moved the man. chains he, again yes, yesterday. Is, they, they threw it to him you short, know, and he moved the chains again we, we, yesterday. We, we he called did it his again. ass out on this show, man, saying that he needs to be more this, more that. He needs to be a little bit more physical, a little bit more tougher or whatever, and I, I'm starting to see it, man. I'm starting to see it with this kid. I mean, we never had that problem with, with LJ, but uh, uh, with 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 Colin, man, I mean, he, he he's starting to emerge, man. He's starting to emerge, man. And, and, and again, he's he's not going down a lot of times on our first contact, man. If he's anywhere near the sticks, man, he's going to fight to get there, man. You got to appreciate that about that kid. Yeah, he's a big man on campus for sure. Colin Johnson is a big man on campus. Another guy who's a big man on campus, uh, but he's not even an athlete. One of the most... I guess I could say viral sensation. He, he's he's the biggest viral sensation for sure on the UT campus. Uh, Arya Bastami. You might you've seen some of his work. You've seen some of his freestyle Bistom. videos. Yeah, like man, two million two million views. Yeah. Uh, on 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 uh, his NBA video. Uh, all a lot of a lot of views. Uh, and one of the big men on campus. A guy who. I'm not going to call him out for it, but he did promise me a freestyle before the season and didn't get to me. I understand he got a little bit – he blew up a little more since then, so he might be too big time for the 41 acres. <laughs> but apparently he's not because he's going to join us right now. Before he joins us, this is a little piece of uh, what he put together. You heard it at the beginning of the show, the uh, the victory freestyle. This is his Oh Who video that went viral this year and I, I'm sure got him a lot of hateful DMs from Sooner fans. Oh me, oh my, I just got myself a hole with all these guys, but it's cool because I'm cold, drop ice out just to throw chills down they saw homie, you already know when them horns go up, it's a dub. Y'all should be afraid of us, someone read a sermon to trade Cause he gon' need to pray if he rushing our way Nah, not today, like I ain't wanna really play with all the rumors I ain't wanna really mess with all them soonest Love to see y'all think you're important Boy, stop acting tough, you live in Norman Young man's doing his thing We've had a lot of stars on the 41 Acres Vince Young, Rod Baber Shout out to uh, Brian Jones for... Uh doing a special interview with the 41 Acres last week. But yeah, shout out. this yes. kid could it could end up being the biggest star of all of them. Arya Bastami, he's a sophomore at the University of Texas. Viral sensation, got a lot of talent, too. Uh, a, lot, a lot of talent, uh, if and, I and, do say so I, myself. I didn't, I didn't know who this kid was, man, until, you know, uh, you know, a little inside info. Uh, as we were uh, discussing earlier this summer, man, uh, uh, Landry and I, and, you know, about, you know, actually doing the podcast or whatever, and uh, 
uh, you know, we were just trying to get ideas together about how we wanted to go about, you know, doing the podcast and just making it great for the fans and and, and trying to just be different than, uh, uh, you know, other podcasts the that are out podcast, there. Right. You know, so, you know, but I didn't know who this kid was, man. And and, uh, and Locke actually turned me on to this dude, man. And you I checked out his, his, his videos and everything like that. Man, I'm just looking at this cat and I'm like, damn, you know, and the views that this that this guy is getting, the hits that he's that he's getting, man. I'm like, you know, he's on the 40, man, and we're getting ready to speak with him right now, man. Yeah, we're going to talk to him right now. Aria, thank you very much for joining us. Before we get into your story and just your goals for the future, because I know you got him, you got a long life ahead of you. Just how are you feeling right now after what you saw in the Red River showdown between Texas and Oklahoma? Because you put out a diss track, and let's be honest, if they melt down and lose. OU fans are going straight to your mentions. How are you feeling after they snuck out that dub? Oh, I'm ecstatic. I appreciate you for having me on, man. And, uh, no, the entire week, though I had to, uh, you know, bolster and put on a facade that I was extremely confident, you have no idea how nerve-wracking it is to watch your team from 45-24 come right back and, to, you know, put a diss track out and, Oh Lord, I'm 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 happy. I'm a happy man right now. I appreciate you asking. Yeah, I've been to twenty. I've been to twenty Texas OU games, uh, give or take a few, and that's that's probably the weirdest one that I've ever been to. I, I've endured ass kickings, and I've I've seen Texas give some as well. But the mood yeah. from the from the start of the fourth to the end uh, to the end of that game was just something else. Absolutely, absolutely. And the the craziest thing about you, and one of the things that I like about uh, your uh, your rap style is like. Throwing out sports and and athlete athletes is it's nothing new in rap, but it seems like you genuinely are a pretty big sports fan. It seems like you know when you put out an NBA freestyle, it seems like you you genuinely are a, a sports fan first. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I grew up watching and and just investing so much into that culture, into that sports culture, and obviously hip hop is synonymous with it, like you said. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, my biggest dream when I was younger was making it to the NBA, and obviously, you know, eighth grade comes around I get cut from the team and I'm like yeah this may not be it for me so I just started talking about it a whole lot and just watching it you know like it was the only thing that was on TV and so that's how it really just began if you will yeah and and uh I became familiar with your work uh there was a there was a hype video you put out uh before last year's football season and that's that that seems like that's really when stuff just started taking off take us back to to that time because you talk about it all started in a dorm room there was a dorm room freestyle and everything uh how exactly did you become you know as as viral as you are and and as well known as you are especially at your age how how old are you by the way I'm 20 years old. Okay, yeah. So you still got a lot of time. So you still you still got tons of time. But how, where did where did you take off, and how did that all begin? Yeah, I mean, it was it's really crazy because I've been writing since I was 11. I, I mean, I'm a journalism major, so like writing was always a huge part of my life, anyways, just as something that was therapeutic. So when I was 11, I just started writing, you know, a bunch of like hip hop songs or not hip hop songs, like Dr. Seuss raps, if you will. I mean, it was horrible, but I just D-Town rap, the D-Town rap. I know, I know all about it. Yeah, exactly. So, but it was something that I just continuously did. And um, last year when I had written the NBA rap, the NBA rap was the first thing that kind of put me on a little bit because Damian Lillard had reached out from that one. And then that just gained a lot of buzz and notoriety behind it. And so... I wasn't even going to post it, to be honest with you. I wasn't even going to do any of the rap stuff. It was just something I like to do. But uh, luckily, one of my good friends, Mayhul, after I did it for him, he was like, no, you need to post this. Like, this needs to go out. And so I printed pictures of all the NBA players that I referenced in the song. I spent like $30 on the printing because it was a color printer. And I was like, you know what? I've already invested $30 of being a college student with money. So that's like $100,000, if you will. And I was like, I can't go back. So I did it. And... Gained a little bit of buzz, went dormant, and then the next semester I did the UT football stuff. And I, I literally did that because Sam Ellinger of the team, he reached out to me. He DM'd me. He was like, yo, I saw the NBA one. I think it would be sick if you did one for football. And I was so shocked that he had DM'd me that I was like, I will do this right now. And so I wrote it, and then the next day I did it. And then that's how it really all started because then Matt Lange reached out from the football team. He's the creative director for all of their content. And then we did the recruiting rap and it just 
spiraled from there. And how much has the buzz changed? Because, you, you know, that video last year, you're coming off three straight losing seasons, and, you know, they didn't really have a great year last year. Your quality of performing seems like it's, it's pretty much remained the same, but what about the stuff around you, like just the overall hype uh, now that Texas, I'm not going to say they're back because I always get mad when people start saying that, but it's uh, okay. it seems like the hype, it seems like the hype, it, it just seems like it's a little bit higher. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, it's It's been an un- unreal, surreal experience, if you will, just this entire time because to be doing it, and this is, this is something that I really love to say because just like you had referenced, to be doing it after three back-to-back, you know, losing seasons and having people, you know, mentioning me on Twitter, like, why is this guy rapping for a losing program, all of this stuff, it's really rewarding. And I won't say Texas is back. I, I'll, res- I'll respect the, the rules here, but... Um, it's really rewarding to see this program play as well as they've been playing at least in the last, you know, it's not, it's been, it's just this season really, but it's it's been nice to see them play so well recently and, and to have that correlate with me just working on something that I love to do, which is making, you know, music and talking about sports. And if I can culminate the two together, then, you know, it's it's great, and yeah, the buzz has has picked up obviously significantly. Just game like days are crazy, game. man. Even in the last year since you've been on campus, game days the the experience the game day experience. Shout out to Chris Del Conte, who I know is a big fan of yours. The game day experience is elite now uh, on that campus. Absolutely, it's, absolutely, absolutely. It's unbelievable. Uh, I was going to ask you about social media because obviously social media helped put you up. Like it, it, it helped elevate you. Obviously, without people seeing it and without people sharing it and, and all that, uh, you don't you don't blow up as much as you did. But with the Absolutely. with the good, there's the bad. I'm I'm from the same high school. I'm I'm a lot older, but I'm from the same high school as uh, Post Malone. I went to Grapevine High School. That's where he went. And he he says he can't even get on Twitter now just because it's such becoming such a negative place. And I think he 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 picks and chooses when he's going to be on there. I think he's more on Instagram now. How much hate have you gotten and and seen the bad side of social media as well? Uh, you know, I, it's it's been something that I've dealt with a little bit since uh, last spring, if you will. A little bit after the uh, UT football raps that I had done, I had posted a video that gained uh, a significant amount of. Um, you know, buzz behind it. I think it got to like 2 million views, which is great. Don't get me wrong when you look at that and it's amazing, but I did get to, you know, experience firsthand the underbelly of uh, social media, if you will. And it, it, it's tough. I mean, it's tough because you really, it, it really helps you put into perspective how these people like as student athletes or, you know, um, public figures deal with this on a day-to-day Absolutely. basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm looking at all of this, you know, negative feedback off of something that I'm not, it's not like I'm. Didn't someone say you moved your hands too much or something like that? Oh man, I got, I've got it all. They, people said that my hair was styled in a very, you know, weird way. My hands moved too much. It looks like I'm on certain drugs that I will not mention in this show. Like it was just unreal. Like just the amount of hate that people were throwing towards me with, I mean, I, I, I didn't even say anything controversial. I'm not saying anything wrong. I'm just doing what I love. And so that was the thing to me that really, you know, I'm definitely nowhere near the extent of Post Malone. And so, I mean, I don't deal, I can only imagine what he has to deal with or with what Sam has to deal with on a day-to-day basis. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've dealt with it and it's something that's extremely hard to do, but if you have the right people around you and you're pursuing what you love and you have a genuine heart about it, I mean, you just, you just let it be because people on the internet are always going to have their opinions and that's, I mean, they're entitled to that, but it is what it is. Have you started using the mutant block yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't, but I, <laughs> I may have to get it. I may have to get into that, especially with, uh, you might have to get down OU on that mute track. button, man. You might have to, you might have to uh, use that a little bit. Absolutely. Especially with the OU track. I, I cannot tell you how many like, OU dads were in my mentions just flooding it up with a whole lot of trash talk. And then even after the game when we had won, they're like, you only won by three. I was like, oh, my goodness, you can't win. Uh, what do you, you mentioned pursue. What, what is the next step for you? Obviously, you got a couple years of school left. You seem like you'd like to uh, take this as far as it can go. What is, what is the next step? What, are, what, what all are you trying to pursue? Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's so strange, man, because I've been saying it just like you have. It's like I've committed to the point. I'm like, I just kind of want to see how far this can go. Like with how, with how great people have been on campus and how supportive everyone here has been on the 40 acres. It's just been 
an experience for me where I'm like, all right, well, let's just keep pushing it and see how far this can go. But also at the same time, I still work with tech student media. I still love talking and writing about sports. It's still a huge passion of mine. So I'm kind of in this, like, not a dichotomy, but I'm like in, in between these two worlds that do coincide very well, but I'm just seeing which one will take me to the next step quicker. And, and that's really all it is. And I'm grateful for that opportunity. And it's, and it's all legitimately because, you know, uh, the University of Texas and social media, it really has been those two things that have just um, accumulated to this, you know, success, if you will. And I'm so happy that it has. I think it's a positive. Uh, don't take this the wrong way. I, you you just look different than most rappers. Do you have to deal with any like negative because you you look different than than what most rappers typically look like? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like you would. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's something that I've uh, I've dealt with a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of people will you know be in my mentions or quote my raps and be like, "Why does you know every white rapper sound like this?" or white rapper this white first of all i'm middle eastern i had to clear that like that that is what it is but it it, it is true it is true i mean it, if you don't look um you know because hip-hop came from an african-american origin and so i've had a lot of people recently be like you know hip-hop was made from african-american people it should only be enjoyed by african-american people and i had to respond to a couple of those because for me just my personal opinion i feel like Hip-hop is music, and music may have derived from African-American people, and I respect the hell out of that, and I will always pay tune to that culture, and that's why I always reference like rappers that I have loved, but it's music, and music is supposed to be enjoyed by everybody. So that was always my perspective, and I didn't really see that there was such a cultural divide in music specifically um, that people would feel a certain type of way just because of the way I look and I'm rapping, but... At the end of the day, like I said, man, like you said, I may have to get you know used to that mute button and just you know continue doing what I love because it's 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 you know it, I guess in some in some ways it does play to an advantage and I'm grateful that it does, uh, but in under in other ways there are people that want to detract from it and there's nothing really I can do but continue to pursue again what I love and to do it with a genuine heart. They won't even know you muted them, man. It's that's the beauty of the mute. They, they won't have <laughs> yeah, the satisfaction of you blocking them, and they won't even know you did it. You need you need to maximize that because I feel like uh, feel like it's only going to get bigger from here. Uh, Arya, greatly appreciate it, man. Uh, you got a great energy about you. You obviously got some talent. Uh, you seem like a very smart young man, and uh, I, I I I can't thank you enough for for joining the Forty One Acres. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me, and I promise I'm gonna get you that rap one way or another. I'm gonna get it for you. Oh, it doesn't matter, man. You're you're too big time for that now. I I'm okay with it. <laughs> I got you. Don't, don't I I hold I hold you to a promise. I'm gonna make sure it happens one way or another. <laughs> All right, bro. Appreciate you, man. Of course. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Come on, man. He ain't giving us no video. He says he's giving the video. He ain't giving <laughs> hey, us no video. Hey, he, may, he may be a little too big time, man. But you know what? You know, I feel like, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to give him at his word, man. If you say he'll, he'll give us a video, man, then we're holding you to that, man. We're holding you to that, man. So don't fuck with us here on the 41 Acres, man, because uh, we're expecting you to come through, man. But no, uh, congratulations to you, man. Congratulations. You know, you're out there doing your thing, man. So, you know, God bless you, man. Wish you well on on. You know, uh, whatever your uh, future endeavors are, man, whatever you're inspiring to do, man, you, you're heading in the right direction. He is heading in the right direction. Sophomore at University of Texas with all that that large of a following. It's it's got to be it's got to be a good life for him. The buzz out there is crazy, and Longhorns are going to head to Baylor. We're, we're we're putting a bow on OU. You have anything else you want to say? You want to kiss their ass one more time before we <laughs> before we move past OU? You want to tell me? You want to tell me how good of a football team they are? Yeah, you spent five you spent five screw, minutes on it. Screw you, Landry man. Screw uh, you. I, I, by the way, I saw you tweeted out the pick of Deontay when he got ran down against OU. Oh wow! I know the whole pick was only you would point that out, man. The freaking pick was to. Say that this is the best at OU. I love watching OU like that, man, with their freaking face in the dirt, man, <laughs> and a Texas player uh, uh, standing above them, man. Like, that's the best can look out there, man. But, yeah, so nothing else about OU. No, nah, we're moving on to, 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 to Baylor, man, and uh, – 
And you're moving past Baylor, apparently. Uh, well, I mean, we have to talk about the game just, you know, because it's next up on the schedule, man. But, I mean, let's just be honest with you. Are you giving Baylor any chance to even compete in this game against Texas, man? I mean, I mean do you feel like this could be possibly a trap, uh, a trap game, it you know, be. for, for, it for could Texas? Be. It could be. But like I've said this year, I think the biggest accomplishment that Texas has made is – They've made DKR a tough place to play. The environment is tough. So uh, it's going to be hard to catch this team sleeping. It's going to be hard to catch this this home crowd sleeping. So you heard Nick Saban actually call out the Alabama fans because it's not first come, first serve, and nobody showed up for their crappy game against Va- Louisiana. Yeah, vaguely. I, I, I kind of tapped that, into that it a little me, bit. That made me think about Chris Del Conte. Chris Del Conte is doing things that even – Alabama's head coach, the best college football coach of all time for my money, uh, wants their AD to do. It's it's really interesting, and it, and it kind of puts in perspective just how good of a job Chris Del Conte's done with Absolutely. the stuff off the field. And when, and when stuff's going on on the field, it's the, it's the perfect mix. I'm not going to look past Baylor, but I am going to pick Texas to win by three touchdowns. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than many think it should be, but just too physical, just too much. And with this momentum, with the fact that Texas, I don't think their heads are going to get that big because they did have the teachable win, which is 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 one of the themes of what I say uh, on this show. I feel like it's one of the things that I say most. I feel like Texas beats Baylor by three touchdowns. You know, honestly, Texas have had some some slip ups defensively. Uh, yesterday They've been lucky. As well, They've been man. lucky. Yeah, but yesterday, we... I don't I don't know that OU bailed them out as much as uh, TCU and USC did. But they've had some they've had some slip ups in the in the TCU USC game to where those teams could have taken advantage in that fourth quarter. I mean, he's I, I really don't think you know a lot of times it's easy to blame the defensive coordinator for slip ups, and I saw a lot of people trying to blame Todd Orlando for that. Honestly, no. the players that's were where they the were play. supposed to yeah, be. Like, and you, you can players. you can specifically point on all three touchdowns to guys who screwed up. Touchdown number one, P.J. Locke. Why the hell are you fixing your chin strap, and why the hell are you biting on a route that doesn't really matter? Keep him in front of you when you're up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Common sense. So, P.J. Locke, you can blame for that. The Murray run, Charles Aminahu, do not lose contain. Do not lose contain. Don't go inside. Don't lose contain. You did a good job the first three quarters not doing it. Don't wait till the fourth quarter to sleep on it. And Stearns, terrible angle you allowed you allowed him to get by you to where you went inside and he just kind of went outside so I don't think it was that Todd Orlando called the wrong defense I just think the guys that were out there didn't make the right plays well I mean you know again man we we think that this kid uh you know Caden Stearns man we we still feel like he's gonna be you know a phenomenal player man uh he you know hasn't really shown up you know in, in in the past two weeks or so, man. Uh, but again, this guy's a true freshman. He's still learning. He's still, you know, kind of, you know, getting his bearings up under him, man, and and you know, understanding the nuances of of you know playing in this college game. Uh, we still feel like this guy is going to be special, man. He's going to be a three year player, and he's just only going to get better. All of this is going to be better. Bj, for him. Bj is going to. I think Bj is starting to feel it. That Foster, yeah, Foster. Bj man, got a sack. Bj man. had a sack. Bj's out there sticking. I, I think Bj is starting to feel it. I, I didn't. You know what? I I didn't see. Uh, uh, and this is a guy who we, you know, giving high praise to uh, as well. Um, I, di- I didn't, you know, he didn't jump off the screen yesterday to me. Uh, 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 Gary Johnson, he was there. You know, I mean, he was in the right place. He was filling holes. He was running. Gary, Gary had a good game. I think the tape will be very friendly to Gary. Okay, okay, yeah. Because I mean, he just didn't, you know. Normally, he would, you know, kind of jump off the screen. Yeah. I just didn't see him really jump off the screen, so to speak, uh, uh, yesterday. But again, you know, this kid is going to be uh, phenomenal as well, man. Uh, like I said, man, it, it's. it's I'm happy for where Texas is right now, Lock man, and and like I I put on Twitter yesterday, man. Hey, I'm willing to accept any criticism that anybody throws it. at me. Any yeah, you deserve it. You know, you know, you you don't help the situation. I ain't any, helping man. no situation. You don't, you don't hey, help the at situation. least you apologize. I'm supposed to be, you know, your boy. You're man. my boy. You just want people to just take you're my boy, you know, but you deserve it. Me, yeah, hey, you, you deserve you deserve <laughs> it, man. You got to eat the crow. Everybody yeah. eats the crow. Well, I, I, I've been doing I, it for like ten years. So definitely, man. So you know. Uh, again, locking out. You know, we're not going as far as saying Texas is back, man. But they're they're trending in the, in the right direction. I uh, I have these guys again. Um, it, it, it could potentially be some trap games out there, man. It's going to be some tough places to play, like you alluded to. Texas uh, going Tech. to uh, going to Lubbock is going to be hard, man. Uh, you know, we're going to have a West Virginia team that's you know going to be hungry as well or whatever. And but 
if, if everything, man, the, the perfect scenario again would just be, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, you know, both I'm 11 and 1, Oklahoma. man. And, 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 I, I respect both it. Home, I, I, respect I really, it. I don't, I really I, I want, want those guys there. to, I want, the, I, I want, I want to and see it's good a rematch, for Texas bro. Because best case scenario, like, let's say, let's say West Virginia backs in or something. Now, if West Virginia's unbeaten, then it's going to look good, but it doesn't look, it doesn't look the same as Oklahoma. But if our expectations, not expectations, but hopes, yeah. if our hopes, right. we won't say expectations because it's unfair, but if our hopes, are that Texas gets into this college football playoff? You want Oklahoma to win out? Oh yeah, That's what no, you want. no doubt. And, and, I, and I'm rooting for for OU man again. Woe is me to, to ever give you know OU uh, you know one OU to be dominant in any aspect. But for this reason alone, man, because again, just for the sake of the Big Twelve, man, Oklahoma and Texas has to oh own gosh. this conference, Dude, man. And, and the thing is, it, it a lot of times it's because. In big part because Texas has been down, but even before the realignment and the new format, they had the Big 12 North and the Big 12 South to where it was usually Oklahoma and then Texas would sneak in there in the Big 12 championship, but they'd be facing dog-ass Missouri who was overhyped the whole year, or they would be facing K-State or something like that. So the Big 12 championship game itself has always kind of taken a backseat to the SEC championship, which, which it still will this year. But even the Big 10 championship and all that – if we get to where Texas and Oklahoma are meeting in the Big Twelve Championship, it you couldn't have you couldn't ask for more for the conference. I, couldn't I, ask I, for I, more. I'm going to go as far as saying this, man. You know, and I understand your point. You know, because SEC is the SEC, and you know, a for all intended purposes, you know, it's the the NFL of college football, you know, conference or whatever the case may but be. Those but those second tier teams get but, overrated, but, bro. Yeah, Kentucky yeah, I mean, ain't I mean, no thirteenth yeah, team, dude. dude the, the bottom line is the SEC, bro. In my estimation, is top. Heavy, bro. When Thank you get you. down to the I'm bottom, tired of these, I'm tired uh, yes, of these bottom man. tier teams getting right. props. Absolutely, like, bro. Ain't all because that. Mississippi the State SEC. wasn't all that. Yeah, like, they get I mean, hell, let, early. Let, let, let's be honest with you. A&M. You know what I'm saying? The same thing, man. Maybe a what a middle tier team. You know, uh, in they the were SEC. a seven. They were a touchdown so, favorite. Everyone's talking about Kentucky. They were a touchdown favorite against them at home. So don't sit here and tell me that Kentucky's that good. They haven't beaten anybody. I, there's 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 Alabama, and then there's everyone, everyone else. And else. We give everyone yeah, else. Absolutely. And we give everyone else the benefit of the doubt, whether it's Florida because they had that good run with Spurrier and Meyer, or whether it's LSU because they they have the best athletes. But and, and it's, they're it's, down. But but all these other all these other second tier uh, teams, it just seems like everybody acts like, well, if they were in any other conference, they would win it. No, they wouldn't. They're second tier teams. Right, man. They 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 they're top heavy. They they're just riding. Uh, the name of the conference just because it's the SEC, and, and that's why they you know chant people that. like 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 uh, uh, Paul Tannenbaum. You know he's so in love with you know the SEC conference and so on and so forth. So I mean, fine bomb, you know, fine, fine. <laughs> I said Tannenbaum, Lord, fine bomb. I'm sorry. Who cares? Uh, but <laughs> you're when right. He tries to talk Twelve, it's insulting. Dude. <laughs> you know, you you saying that that you know the SEC championship would get more attention. I would slightly disagree with you, man. I think if Oklahoma and Dude, Texas, Georgia and Alabama are facing off, that's what okay, yeah, yeah and, and, that, and that, and that. But that's... this is my thing. This is my thing, and we're getting so damn ahead of ourselves. I can't believe this, but this is just what you do when this is what you do. We're getting ahead of ourselves, and that's what's fun about this, based on what we've seen. But the thing about the Alabama Georgia, like let's say they meet in the SEC championship, and let's say both teams are unbeaten, I don't think the implications are as high because if I'm a voter. I'm putting both of those teams in regardless. That's just how I'm doing it. I'm putting them both in the playoff regardless. But assuming that other people have one loss, let's just say all things are equal. Uh, all but maybe one other team has has one loss. I'm putting both Alabama and Georgia in the in the college football playoff, which would mean that Texas and Oklahoma, those two teams would would have a better chance to invest their stock and help their case than those two teams. I, I can see you saying you wouldn't want to put them both in, but I, I would if I were a voter. I would at least do that. Not just because it's the SEC, but because we look at Alabama and we look at Georgia. We know how good they are. We know we know how good Alabama and Georgia are. We know that. So I think that one uh, either one of those teams with one loss deserves the benefit of the doubt. I would almost – I would go as far to say as if Clemson runs the table – I would put one loss Alabama and one loss Georgia ahead of Clemson. I don't care that that yeah, ACC yeah, because, is down. Yeah, yeah, because because you know we un, Clemson is 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 not 
you know, they're they're obviously they're, they're okay. no, un, undefeated, but they're but they're not dominant, man. They're they're not the dominant Clemson that you know we you know uh you know come accustomed uh, to see, man. And and again to your point, the ACC is down uh right now, man. When you look at at you know um uh, you know the teams that 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 they're playing and um. You know, I, I would agree with you, man. I would think that a one-loss Alabama team or a one-loss uh, Georgia team over. Now, let me ask you this. As far as the, the, the Big Ten goes, uh, uh, you know, Ohio State, you know, where, where would you how, – If how they would run they, the table? Yeah, if they, oh, if they they're run in. the table. They're in. You know? Yeah, Ohio State's in. I, I think Ohio State could even lose one and maybe get in because they're damn good too. And their quarterback's only going to get better. I can't believe we're doing this. we got to stop this before uh, before we start getting too far, far ahead of ourselves and people have sound clips about us. <laughs> uh, bottom line, Texas beats Oklahoma. Day-Day apologizes. I think it's a teachable win. Derek also says that we can look past Baylor. I'm going to do it as well. And by the way, there's going to be a bye week after Baylor. We don't take bye weeks on the forty-one acres. We're gonna have a, we're gonna do an episode as well. We're pro- we're gonna have a guest join us, and we're also probably just gonna take a bigger look at the rest of the Big Twelve as well, as well as the Longhorns heading into their bye week before they return to the field against Oklahoma State. Who, by the way, gosh, they took it on the chin the other day. <laughs> well, man, hey, y'all know how it is, man. Another great episode of the. You want to tell them how good acres. Oklahoma is again? One more time. Uh, Oklahoma is freaking great, man. It's a great team. I was upset, man, that Oklahoma lost yesterday, man. Boomer. <laughs> Someone over here, you guys know. No, I'm just playing, man. Let me cut the bullshit, man. Y'all know what it is, man. It's Texas Love over here, man. It's your boy Landry Locker, your boy Day Day 409, man. You guys make sure that you guys uh we appreciate everyone listening to the uh the show, man. Everyone uh, that's tuning in, that's giving us uh, uh comments and compliments uh on the podcast. Um uh, make sure and you hate. Should, and, and, and hate too, man. And we love to everybody. Steal our name. Yeah. Hey, hey, trying to steal our name and then talking smack, it's I okay. Mean, do you really hey, want to go there? You, you want to try to do <laughs> Okay, no, I ain't going there. But I'm just saying, if you want to try to steal the name, you ain't going to do a better podcast. You're not going to find a better podcast. Like us on iTunes. Follow him on Twitter at DayDay409. I'm at Landry Locker. Also on Instagram, imitation is the finest form of flattering. Is that, is that yes, how it goes? Yes, absolutely. However the hell it goes. Oklahoma could not imitate Texas uh, in the Red River Showdown. Texas got in that ass. Texas wins. Texas 5-1. and one. Looking to be bowl eligible next time we uh, talk to you in Episode 8. DayDay. Tell them what you tell them every time when we lead the 41 man, Y'all know what it is, man. It's Longhorn love always, man. From Landry Locker and myself, man. Hook them. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 